0: First here we have a blue blood final four i believe is what the uh the folks are calling it i'm uh, very excited to head to the lovely city of new orleans my first time in new orleans i've been told i need to get a, a beignet i guess uh but i will be having a lot of fun it's gonna be a great time final four duke carolina kansas villanova brad man this is this is this is what we live for
1: yeah, and I saw a lot of people saying that this this wasn't a good NCAA tournament. I I, I pushed back ten thousand percent, yeah. man. If there's not not a buzzer beater every game, people are like, oh, this this, uh, this this tournament stunk. But I thought this was a great tournament. I thought this tournament was definitely better than last year's tournament, like like without a doubt. Right. Um, well, from a
0: we we but, haven't had like the one like defining like moment. We've had like, like a fucking Jalen Suggs half course right, shot. Right. No it. buzzer beaters. Yeah. No buzzer beaters. I think it's been one of the things. And there, there hasn't been that much mid major action other than St. Peters. But look, it's been like, it's been like eminently marketable. Lots of people were watching who don't normally watch college basketball. The games have generally been pretty, you know, close and entertaining. There have been some really good games. I, I have no, uh, I have no complaints. I saw the St. Peters Peacocks, uh, twice. I've seen them out four times in the last, uh, last two weeks and uh, their season came to an end over the weekend, but it was a great run. I saw their most recent loss before going down to Carolina against Siena. And then I saw them play when their season came to an end, but it was a, it was an inspiring run. I appreciate everyone who uh, showed some love on the uh, daily cover that we wrote uh, or that I wrote rather uh, for SI. That was a a really cool story that I felt like yeah, I probably better than, the average Joe understood how things are really really are at St. Peter's, but I think uh, you know even I didn't know some of the stuff that they go through to, to put together a basketball program. So it was cool to cool to tell that story and uh, have the opportunity to see that incredible game against Purdue live. Which by the way, Brad, I think you know we mentioned at the beginning of the tournament that there was a uh you know you could go on BovadaSportsbook.com and you could gamble on uh how many times Sister Jean would be. In the broadcast, I think my parents uh, started gambling on how many times they would see me during the game. Yeah, because I did you spot me at all?
1: I was like, wait, that was Kevin. <laughs> and then I was like, I should rewind. And I was like, no, the game's going on. I'm sure that they'll show him again. And then I go on Twitter, and, and uh, someone got got the picture, and I was like, I knew that was him.
0: Yes, yes, all the way down at the end. It was a lovely, a uh, lovely vibe. Uh, but yes, I every single time I get on TV, I would just get my phone would just start like. Going berserk, for, like text from like random, like the most random people, like like people I've literally never texted in my life, but we just like have each other's contacts. I get a text, and be like, I think I just saw you on TV at the NCAA tournament. Okay, wonderful, <laughs> same thank same. you. But no, that was cool. Uh, well, what's your uh, what's your favorite part of the uh, whole St. Peter's run, the St. Peter's experience
1: over the last two weeks? I mean, it, it is kind kind of crazy that they. Right, because usually you figure the team, right? They they get Kentucky because Kentucky was either too tight or, or, or didn't take them seriously enough, or they had hot shooting. Uh, but but to win three games was kind of mind mind blowing, right? You, you could rationalize the Kentucky one. You could rationalize the Murray State being like, oh, was just a mid major. Uh, they didn't have the same level of athleticism as if they played USC or Miami or somebody in that in that second game. Um, you know, one of those seven or ten seeds, but I mean, Murray State was what top twenty-five in Ken Palm this year. They had a cu- couple guys that are going to be big names in the portal that j- oh, just yeah. popped there. earlier today. I I don't know what's up with Steve Pearl, but everyone's leaving his program.
0: Uh, just, well, I mean, he didn't yeah. recruit. Yeah. They he didn't recruit any of the guys. Uh, yeah,
1: obviously, but uh, yeah, both both the uh, Hill and 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 Williams will be high major bound, but you know back. Back to St. Peter's. I mean, the really shocking one was, was was the third game because yes, you figure now now Purdue's not the most athletic high major team there is. They had, you know it's all synergy and they got the enormous center. Um, and we we had both agreed that Purdue was going to crush them based on what Purdue did in, in in their bye game slate and and St. Peter c- come back to earth. But when that game started and Edie was getting the ball stolen from him and he was frustrated and pretty well as a hidden shots. So it, it was just kind of, kind of destiny, I guess. It was, it
0: was, it was, it was a similar script to the Kentucky game, right. Where it was like, you, you survive the first couple media timeouts, the building starts to swing onto, into your, onto your side. You start to build the belief, your guys start to make big plays and you just kind of, you know, you, you get a footing in the game and you build confidence. The other team gets tighter and tighter and, you know, it it was unbelievable to watch whole, you know, watch in front of you, watch unfold. I mean again, I I I felt almost more stunned by the Purdue one than I was during the Kentucky game. The Kentucky game, it just kind of felt like, oh my gosh, it's an upset and Purdue game was was special. I, I also it was very funny. I had like kind of a like, you know, during the game, obviously you're like, Oh my gosh, this is cool. St. Peter, St. Peter, St. Peter's commuters, and you're considering the uh you know, the implications of it all, and this is the you know, greatest underdog story, whatever. And then like the game ended and I watched the UNCK line the game I went back to my hotel like one in the morning. And I had like a, I had like a crisis where I was just like, I have no idea what happens if they make the final four. St. Peter's. Yeah. Purely, purely, pure, purely from like a job standpoint. And not just for me, but for like every journalist, like every single journalist, like wrote the St. Peter story they were going to write like leading into the Sweet 16 game, like the long, like multi-day reported story. You know, they, they, they went talk, someone talked to the president about its impact on the enrollment. Someone talked to this person, you know, I did my thing about kind of those challenges and, you know, this person went to Jersey city and this person profiled Gene Holloway. Like, like everyone emptied the clip. Like, like I honestly don't know what I would be like working on right now. if St. Peter's made the final four. Like, I, I guess you probably just try to like contextualize it. Uh, but, like, literally, like, all the story ideas were done. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do, so. Uh, but then, obviously, when the game tipped against Carolina, you were hoping they'd find a way and just, you know, I had seen that number. I think it was, like, eight, an eight-point spread uh, on Bovada, and there was all this debate on Twitter where I was like, oh, you know, St. Peter's isn't getting off respect or whatever. It's like, no, like, like St. Peter's is eventually going to get whacked by one of these teams. Like, like inevitably, like, St. Peter's is a good team, but eventually, like, if, if – any mid-major, like a Murray State, you know, even like a top twenty-five team, like a Murray State. Like if they play Purdue, Kentucky, and Carolina in one of the games, they're gonna get whacked in one of them, more than likely. Like they're gonna get killed. Like that's just how it works. And uh, eventually they get killed. So
1: Yeah, and you know, rest I rest in peace. I, I saw the full gamut of St. Peter's takes. You know, from why is Shaheen Holloway going to Seton Hall? He should get a better job. Well, there's literally not a better job open, so I think he's going to take his $2 million check instead of his $250,000 check, and he'll figure, figure the rest out later. I also I saw love- people saying, why why are we hiring the coach off just one hot stretch again? But again, I was apoplectic when Florida didn't hire Shaheen Holloway or Gira Grosso last year. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I would be open to the idea that –
0: like. Like, 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 let's put it this way. like If LSU, if Florida, if someone like that was like, oh, we're going to go hire Shaheen Holloway, I might have said, like, oh, this is a little bit much based on one room. Like, Seton Hall was already going to, like, probably hire Shaheen Holloway. Like, he was already a good candidate.
1: And played there. The he doesn't right. have to move. There. And, well, you know... Yeah, if, I think he will move. But, you know... <laughs> yeah, to a nice two, $2 million salary. Uh, You know, the, the house that those those people live in. But, you know, even if let's say he he has he's at Seton Hall next year and then I don't know. I don't even know what, what school would, would potentially c- come calling that that he would, you know, like Syracuse or something if, if like he really wanted to go, well then he can still go after a year. Well my, my
0: my take is that the other than like a like a certain couple of blue blood jobs, right, in Kentucky, you know, like, Duke, Carolina, like to you see know, top ten jobs. I think the threat to Seton Hall was Shaheen in the next two to three years. And again, we we don't know how successful he'll be at Seton Hall. Like he might just be like pretty average and normal. And like like if Shaheen Holloway is Kevin Willard's ten, tenure at Seton Hall, I think a lot of people will call it a disappointment. And in reality, it wouldn't be. But you know, like if, if for the next like, two to three years he's like decent, like it, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a lot of like NBA calls, right? Because yeah. He's a young black coach. He has kind of the ties to being a McDonald's all American and being a star. And um, he has the name recognition now, right? Like if you, you think about like owners, you know, NBA owners, like they don't watch college basketball that much, but like James Dolan is probably like sitting at home being like, why can't we hire the Shane Holloway fella? He seems to know what he's doing. You know, like, like I, I can see that. But anyway, Shane um, did an unbelievable job. He's a really easy guy to root for just kind of like the way he carries himself and, was the perfect kind of face for this underdog story. And, uh, you know, it was cool. I mean, look, it, it reminded me a lot of Abilene Christian. I think I mentioned this before, maybe last week, but you know they, they don't have, like, like everybody's talking, Shaheen, Sheen Sheen like, is he going to bring the players? Like, what players would he bring? Like, like there's no one, at, like, other than, like, the memes about Eddard, like, is there a single guy that's on, on that St. Peter's roster where you're like, oh, I got to have him at Seton Hall?
1: What about KC and Defoe? Or does Nidef- he had a. Of-
0: right. So, Nadefo could come back for a COVID year. And that would be the one that would make sense, right? You use your COVID year. He comes in and is like kind of like a Michael N.C. kind of shot blocker, glue guy. Yeah. But, like, you know, would you take the Drame Twins? Probably not.
2: Well, well we have would you to take see. Because
1: Banks? There's, there's been no movement on Seed Hall's roster yet. Right. Um, so we gotta see who's who, who got sticking clean, around. It. Even
0: if they got cleaned out, though, I mean, obviously there's a uh, there's value in continuity with Shah. but like, you know, considering what's in the transfer portal, right? And again, the portal isn't even like, would you rather go 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 after Andre Curbelo or take Daryl Banks?
2: Probably Mister Curbelo. You
0: know, would would you rather would you rather take a swing? I'm gonna go to. Evan Miyakawa's uh, transfer rankings, which are a essential resource this time of year. Shout out to EvanMia.com. Um like like I'll just go to like the fifties in this transfer, you know, because they they've gotten much better in the, the recent days, right? Like I'm not worried about the top ten guys, whatever, but you know, like like like, like would you rather go after Bryce Golden or um you know would you rather Bryce Golden or Fusini Drame or Clarence Rupert. Would you rather go after, you know, Sam Sessoms or, you know, Dylan Penn or Deshaun Davis, you know, Tyreek Key? Like, 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 though, you know, obviously, again, it's easier said than done, but, you know, they would be pretty low. I, I, I wouldn't be like jumping out of my chair to go after any of these guys for, uh, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're Shaheen, it's, St. Peters, which I think is good, right? I mean, those guys will come back. Doug will... I mean, Doug being at Seton Hall would be great for the bits, but it, like, it, like Doug can't play at Seton Hall.
1: No, I'm just kind of, kind of a, as an aside to the transfer portal. Literally every transfer portal discussion between between two people is one person throws out the name. The second person either tells him the guy's not good enough or he's too good. <laughs> Maybe not if you're a... a Kentucky fan it's every guy is uh, you know either not not good enough or he's a lock to come here but it feels you know like my uh, group chat and I were talking today So someone throws out Trey Mitchell I was like get out of here I don't want Trey Mitchell Um, and then I was talking to our uh, Syracuse correspondent Patrick Wong I was like hey how about this uh, Tristan Newton guy from East Carolina he's like I think think a lot of high majors are going to be on him too so it's just like every guy you know because in, 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 until people come off the board like there's only been four guys off the board so far really for the high major teams
3: yeah
1: everyone is kind of linked to the highest you know like 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 all top 20 transfers they'll say oh he he he's he's probably going to duke or kentucky or arkansas right and it's not until guys come off the board and rosters kind of take t- take a bigger shape a you know more more clear shape, then you know who's actually realistic for you and who's the, not.
0: The other thing is that like the last five days, we've gotten like a pretty heavy stream of like good players into the portal. Yeah, like like the like last week when you were seeing some of these names go in, like they're getting they're getting calls. Like like Deshawn Thomas from Colorado State, who averages five and three. Like I looked up and he had like six high majors who called him. I'm like, I, like I I almost fell out of my chair. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like. No offense to Deshaun Thomas, like this is not this is like a larger point on the Deshaun Thomas slander, but like Deshaun Thomas is not like a high major player, you know. Like Colorado State wants to upgrade from Deshaun Thomas, you would think.
1: And then kind of a another wrinkle to to, to the portal, which throws everything off, right? Is it's going to be June 5th, and a bunch of these guys who have put out their announcements that they're they're gone for good they're going to look up and be like, "Wait a second. I think I want to come back to school." You know, like 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 you wouldn't be surprised, right, if like Tyrese Martin or Sasha Stefanovic or
2: You don't, don't want to do the uh Keith Williams though. Yeah, he he didn't get to play at all this year. That that was all all eligibility, yeah. Yes. My reporting was spot on. No, because you had told me he was going to be up
1: like 10 games. I mean, he missed a whole... Well, I, I
0: said he was going to be suspended. Yeah. I I, I thought he was going to get to play. But but I was the only one reporting that he was going to be suspended. It was, it was a big scoop for Sweeney scoops.
1: Yeah, but like a, a lot of these guys who have declared, they say that they're done. Um yes. I mean, like, there's like a war in Europe right now, man. Like, I feel like we're going to see... Good take.
0: Good take, Brad. There's a war in Europe right now.
1: Well... A lot of guys go over and play in
2: in Eastern Europe. Oh no, you're 100% correct. I was like last like the year with like, and like a few other the, guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and NIL. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, let's get into some of the games from the past weekend and what it means for Final Four. Um, before we hit the portal and some coaching carousel, we had more kind of mid-major stuff this past week, but um, a few. You know relatively noteworthy moves um we'll just go kind of day by day um right let's go to straight region by region we'll do it the same way we did you know kind of kind of last week where we go through the teams that made it and uh how each of them's journey evolved so
2: Duke I think was very impressive you know even before e- e- even before you know
0: the fact that they you know were able to blow out Arkansas I thought that they were very impressive against Texas Tech I mean to score 78 points and to do it relatively efficiently against a defense as good as Texas Tech is a heck of an accomplishment and the same thing goes against Arkansas who's got a tremendous defense that game was nowhere near as close as the final score indicated it was 25 at one point they kind of pulled away uh or maybe that wasn't 25 but it was you know it was not overly close with, you know, five minutes to go. It was like an 18 point game with six and a half to go. And then Arkansas battled back to make it respectable, but Duke just kind of felt overwhelming throughout these two games with their athleticism, their length, their cohesion with, you know, Jeremy Roach starting to get going, you know, it just kind of feels like they put you on an Island one-on-one they attack off the bounce and uh, they dare you to, you to help because if you help, you're gonna give up a three to Griffin or a dunk to Mark Williams.
1: Yeah, I mean, everyone was like contributing. I mean, you look at Mark Williams, people were wowing at, at you know his athleticism and his defensive playmaking. He had that one like put back, kind of like bank shot dunk. Every, you know, everyone was talking about oh, I think think he's a sneaky best NBA prospect, blah, blah, blah. And then you have. Palos hitting jumpers. Griffin's. Don't think I've ever seen a miss. I mean, he, he's he's been on, on fire since like January. Wendell Moore made plays. Roach had had a great tournament. Keels is probably the one guy that uh, was, was was maybe lacking. But we see with all these Final Four teams, and a lot of these teams that made it deep. You really just need like five or six guys that you rely on, right? And and that takes you the that can take you the distance.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, I, I just think the Duke feels very connected right now. You know, like I think at times during the regular season, you you watch Duke and he said, this is the team that just doesn't, it didn't feel like it had a pulse. It didn't feel like it, you know, played together. It just kind of felt like a lot of guys doing things individually, you'd get Paolo kind of forcing up jump shots. It just, you just never felt like you got a rhythm. And I, I felt like over the last, you know, couple of games, I think the late, late in the Michigan state game was a kind of clear turning point for this guys just kind of figured out their roles. And Wendell Moore, like, like Wendell Moore and Mark Williams clean up so much because, you know, Moore is a great defender. He can guard multiple positions. He makes shots. He can get to the basket, but like, you don't have to call his number a lot. And then Williams, he back taps, he blocks shots. He's active at the basket. Like those two guys clean up so much. So you just say like, Paolo attack. AJ, you know, shoot the three, Roach, attack, and be steady. kills, you know, defend and and make a shot. Like this five or six that they're working with and, you know, almost, you know, starting to knock Theo John towards the edge of the rotation because of how good Mark Williams has been. I mean, it, it's tough, man. Like it, they are really hard to beat. And not, not to say they can't beat them because, look, I mean, Texas Tech nearly had them, you know, really had them in great position. And uh, obviously Carolina's already beaten them. Kansas could certainly beat them. I don't know if Villanova came without Justin Moore, but you know, Arkansas didn't feel like they stood a chance with the length and the athleticism and the just kind of overpowering nature of, of this this Duke team. And it was a great run for Arkansas to get to the Elite Eight. I know I made a uh, I made a little bit of money over at the uh, over at Bovada with the upset over Gonzaga. I sprinkled a little on the money line. I wasn't a huge believer, but it just like you know, maybe Arkansas had a chance against Gonzaga and they did. So that was a nice little coup. But uh you know curious your thoughts, Brad, on Gonzaga going down Arkansas season and you know, kind of where you stand on Duke.
1: The first on on Arkansas, you know, that, that game against Duke I think kind of exposed that their supporting cast didn't have as much didn't have nearly as much offensive juice as Duke-supported cast, right? It's like uh, Amude was kind of just like catch and shoot. Tony and Wade, they're big and athletic and physical, but they weren't, weren't providing enough offense compared to you know Duke's uh, uh, array of NBA players as their role players. Um, and then in, in that in that Gonzaga game, I mean they were they were just incredibly hot. Uh, that that was the game that that Note took thirty shots, right? Yes. I mean that's uh you know, a lot of a lot of people like to rag on guys who, who are low efficiency guys, but sometimes you have a role where it's just like there there's you are a skill the offense, in go, putting shots go up score. Yeah. It's a skill to
0: put shots up.
1: Yeah. Get us get us anything, you know, you're our guy.
0: Um, and and Jalen Williams was good, Trey Wade was really good, you know, Umude and Davis. I, I just thought that they did a really good job. I mean they didn't shoot it great, they just like attacked, attacked, attacked. The basket and uh, made Gonzaga uncomfortable forced 15 turnovers. And, you know, found a way and ended a a very good Gonzaga t- season. You know, not they weren't great like last year. They still, I think, were the best team throughout the regular season. But you know, will this core be back? I mean, Nemphard won't be. Chet won't be. Will Timmy? We'll see.
1: Nemphard's definitely gone.
0: I imagine. I don't know that for a fact though.
1: It seems as though people
0: have. Operated under that assumption,
2: though. Rosser kind of, could even
0: have a draft decision. I mean, this is a, an interesting offseason ahead for, for the Bulldogs.
1: And just, you know, for a post mortem on, on Arkansas, right? So, Note is probably gone, you think? Yes. Jalen Williams is probably gone?
3: 50 eh,
1: 50. So, I mean, that's even before one. hitting the portal this year, uh, you know, they have three McDonald's All American freshmen. So it's going to be it's, it's gonna an interesting... Including,
0: including a guy who I think is probably going to be the best freshman in the country next year. Nick, Nick Smith? Smith. Yeah. He is special.
1: I was, I've seen a lot of hype around Jordan Walsh as well. Very um, good
0: athlete. Jordan Walsh is a big-time athlete.
1: So, I mean, even before the portal season, Arkansas has three McDonald's All-Americans plus another top 100 freshman in Darian Ford. Uh, they'll probably have Devontae Davis back. You'd think they have... Yeah, the, I think Are there might be a me? chance
0: at a Devo portal. But I wouldn't... Like, like if they're bringing in Anthony Black and they're bringing in uh, Nick Smith, so you're guaranteeing Devo's coming off the bench again?
2: Well, I mean, you could do Davis,
1: Black, Smith, Tony, and Williams with Walsh as the sixth man.
0: So you're... Bringing Jordan Wall. I mean, like, no, no, I, I get what you mean, but like,
2: I, I wouldn't be floored if Devo hit the portal in Curbelo-esque fashion. Okay, but we'll, we'll see.
0: Either way, yeah. no, no, either, either way yeah. though, right? Like Devo would help, but if not, like you could just go to another transfer. You've got, you know, Audis Tony, who is, you know, likely to come back. It sounds like will be a, like, a, it's a good, just kind of like plug and play, multiple position wing. Wing forward, you know, maybe they can go get like another kind of Justin Smith type. I think you hope that Jordan Walsh can do some of that and uh, go from there.
1: Yeah, I mean, with 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 how the roster is currently constructed, I mean, one or two transfers maybe, you know, but sure, eh, uh,
0: it's always must. He'll he'll yeah,
1: take a couple more. I'm sure he'll o- overindulge and, and, and take from the rest of us. Uh, but. Oh yes. They have they have some nice. Might be. Could we get an ehabamine? Yeah, yeah. We we could definitely get a ehabamine, and and we uh, we have a couple of nice reclamation projects. You know, the KK Robinson or something. If he uh, leaves, yeah. You know. Oh yeah. T- team could take a flyer. Oh yeah. Um. So then we were talking
2: the Zags. Yeah. Weird off season ads, right? I mean. Let me just pull up. Right, so we're saying that Nembhard is gone. We're saying Timmy is potentially
1: gone. Uh, yeah, so it's going to – Think. think Bolton can come back, right? So He can come back. There have been some, uh,
0: some potential portal rumors. See if they come to where
1: fruition. Where is he going? He's on like one of the best programs in the country, starting, playing 30 minutes a game. Come it on. It could be
0: an Aaron Cook move.
1: But Aaron Cook was playing 10 minutes a game.
0: But Aaron Cook would have played Roger Bolton minutes this year if he'd stayed.
1: Well, anyway, the uh, Zags future is going to be determined on how well Nolan Hickman and Hunter Salas make that sophomore job.
0: Assuming both are there.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone's leaving everywhere now? I mean, these these guys got to get in the portal ASAP. I don't know what, what we're waiting on here, guys. It's like, the earlier you win... You're in the better options you have. Well,
0: if
2: you're Hunter Salas and a certain coach who recruited you might need a wing, eh, we'll see. But well, like I, it, uh, I, I saw the list for, for Jalen Bridges today: Ohio State, Alabama,
1: Michigan State, and Baylor. I mean, if that doesn't tell everyone who wants in the portal to get in the portal ASAP, I don't know what does. You know, Jalen Llewellyn is probably going to go to Alabama, it seems like. You know, like. The Jordan Bruner move. Get Ivy in there, Alabama man. <laughs> wants the party. Yeah.
0: Love to see it. No, no, no I, I mean, I, you're right. No, you're. And look, Gonzaga will probably make it out of this fine, right? Like, there's a very real scenario where Gonzaga makes it out of this with Nolan Hickman, Hunter Salas. Strother. Uh, Rajir Bolton, Julian Strother, and Drew Timmy. And Watson. And Anton and
1: Watson, yeah. Kaden Perry and Ben Gray. But, you know,
0: there is a circumstance also where, you know, maybe one of Vergeer and Salas leave, Timmy leaves, Strother leaves. I mean... wind up with, you know, Nolan Hickman and Tom Watson. Yeah. You know, yes, eh, you know, not great, so.
1: I mean, it was a dream... Weekend for the haters, right? With the Mark Few can't win the big one. With Matt Painter can't make the final four. There was there was there was one other one too I was thinking of. Um, maybe that was it. uh And then from from last weekend we we had the Brett Underwood can't win the big one. Chris oh, Holman can't win the big one. Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes can't win the big one. Out of out of those five. All right, so you got Mark Few, Chris Holtman, Brad Underwood, Matt Painter, and Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. Which, which one do you think silences the haters first? Joins, joins the Jay Wright-Tony Bennett club.
0: Uh, I would say Underwood.
1: Few or Underwood. Few has the hardest goal,
0: right? Because right, Few has to win champ- a
1: championship. Sure. Barnes make, and, like
0: an elite eight and
1: yeah Barnes work. and Holtman can just like make an Elite Eight and
0: Holt, Holtman's got like real haters though.
1: Like I know from like, from the jump. Like from his like very first year.
0: I mean, that's what happens when you follow Thad. Yeah. Thad set a really high bar. So um the other team that clinched its spot on Saturday. <laughs> Excuse me. That was lovely. Uh the other team that clinched its spot on Saturday was Villanova. And Villanova navigated um, Michigan and then Houston after Houston had beaten Arizona and then lose. And then Villanova loses Justin Moore in the closing seconds. Crash. And, and, you know, it, it almost felt like you couldn't celebrate because Villanova had like kind of proven like, okay, they can win a national championship today. It was like, all right, yeah, they're playing this athletic physical team and they're matching up, right. The, the issues we saw against Baylor, early in the season, were no longer there. They were physical. They were tough. Eric Dixon was grabbing rebounds. Jermaine Samuels is playing great. You know, they got all they need. And in comes the Justin Moore torn Achilles.
2: And it just sucks the life. Like, I, I want to say they can still win. I think they can still win.
1: But they have no bench. You don't need a bench anymore. I, I mean, Duke, Duke's barely using a bench. Kansas barely used their bench. You you went from you have six guys that you can really trust to now you have no options, right? At the end of the game, it was, okay, we're going to take out Dixon or we'll take out Slater. and Right. And well, with isn't
0: five. that – that might be the concern, right, is you can't you – know, unless you're going to play Archie Diacono. There's no, like, lineup you can song, play. They'll yeah. right, But my, my point is there's no lineup you can go to to, like,
1: get smaller and get – Better on the, No, you on have one group. lineup now, right. for better or worse. That's your yep. lineup. You're rolling with it. Uh, you know, Justin Moore wasn't even playing that well offensively, uh, but they're they're need a lot more from Slater, who's who's been way off this tournament. Dixon's going to have to be more aggressive. Gillespie's going to have to be more aggressive. Um, Daniels and, and Samuels have been playing really well. Expect Daniels to step in that starting lineup and not miss a beat. They, I... I think the, the X factor is Brandon Slater. Um, he he needs to give you eight eight to ten points a game, whether it's actually hitting a couple jumpers or getting that left hand and finishing at the rim. Um I, I think what what's crushing for Villanova is that they are so screwed for next year. Justin Moore was gonna be the best player on the team, he was gonna be the starting point Whoa, guard probably. We don't know how bad the these Achilles
0: injuries are very finicky. We could get a nice ball player.
1: We could also get an Alan Flanagan or it, it cook a cook where they're back and they're oh. just kind of oh, yeah. wandering around out there, uh, putting up trillions. But I mean, Vill- Villanova next year, right? You say, okay, more Daniel Slater and Dixon with with all the improvement that Villanova guys usually make year to year. Five star. And Cam Longino. Yeah. yeah. Well, as, as an aside, I mean, you you media people have to like take a second and think before you regurgitate the coach speak. You don't understand how many times I heard the broadcasters talk about how a crushing loss it was that Villanova didn't have Jordan Longino, who Jay Wright was playing like four minutes a game. Jordan Longino's good, though. I think he, I think he will be very good. I also think it does not matter in the slightest that he wasn't there for the pre-Justin Moore injury. Agree.
0: Without Justin
1: Moore, would it be very good to have. Absolutely. Um,
0: but you, Villanova does get to the final four. Really impressive. You know, I think for all the times where you kind of just felt like they didn't have enough talent, uh, they proved it wrong. They beat a really good Houston team that had a great year. I mean, and look, they probably win. They probably win that game if Kyler Edwards doesn't shoot one for twelve and Jamal Shed doesn't shoot. For 0 for five from three, I mean they were one for 20 from deep. It just it stinks that you had that day. And Telvin Sanders, a ton of credit. They have a chance to be really legit next
2: year. They're a center away because you could have Shed
0: Sasser as your like core duo, and that's a
1: really good duo. Then you have Kyler Edwards and. If Kyler comes back, right. You have Tremon Mark. Yep. You have a top 50 recruit and Terrence Arsenault on and the you wing. You have a big time forward recruit in Jarvis Walker. Jarvis Walker. Plus you have Jawan Roberts and Reggie Cheney. I love who... Jawan Roberts. Reggie Cheney's got to be done with college, right? No, there's he... no way Reggie Cheney. Rothstein said that he's coming back for one for more. No way. I saw that get, a while get ago. Get out of here. But those, Reggie, those Reggie, are sir. The, those are Move the bigs like not a lot of skill well, Fabian white developed a ton of skill, but yes, they're going to get out. by with just saying Roberts and Shaney just destroyed the glass here. Here's some more minutes. Be super physical. And then you have Jared Walker as a, you know, top 10 recruit.
0: Yeah, that, uh, they have, they're in great shape. That Villanova Houston game was a, uh, a nice bovada under, uh, but, uh, otherwise, I mean, it was ugly. It was, it was a grind. Um, and I just I just was impressed by how Villanova didn't allow Houston to take over the game's flow. You know, it just felt like against Illinois, against Arizona, Houston just imposed its will on the game. And it just never felt like it did that against, against Villanova.
1: It was kind of stunning that Arizona struggled so much with the offensive rebounding of both TCU and Houston because I think they might be bigger than both those teams. Yeah. just Tebellis came, came down to earth uh and they just couldn't could, couldn't get any you know they they did not look like the Houston team
2: we, or sorry they, they did not look like the Arizona team
1: that we saw from the regular season
2: and, and I also think
0: uh you know it's an interesting offseason ahead for them too um you would think Coloco goes you would think obviously Matherin will go do you keep
1: Tebellis you know, probably
0: not as much NBA future, but...
1: You never know with the European guys. They can leave Oh, my time. gosh. Yes.
0: But if you could bring back Tabellis and have Kerr...
1: Daylon Terry, breakout. Daylon
0: Terry, who's awesome. You know, find a wing. Maybe, like, Adama Ball steps up. Tabellis. Umar Ballo. It should be okay.
1: I think they are trying to get... I think Kylan Boswell to reclass. I think I saw yes. that Boswell was considering that. He's a five-star Here's, five here's star a question for you.
0: Here's a question for you. I don't want to spend too much time on it because this is like a good off-season
2: podcast discussion. Next five years. Arizona or Gonzaga, which program will be more successful? I think Gonzaga because they
1: have the more recent track record with Mark Few. Being the face of the program and putting a lot
2: of guys in the pros, and they cannot lose two-thirds of the games that they play every year. This is true. On the other hand, Tommy Lloyd is the recruiter. Already gotten two five-stars for
1: 2023.
0: He's a monster. And uh, Gonzaga misses on Anthony Black. You know, I I don't want to make it sound like Gonzaga's death is coming, but it definitely did feel like this year and last year were the best chance Gonzaga had to win a championship. And I, I just kind of think that Arizona will be in a better place to win one. So,
1: well, it'll if be if interesting. A, if you think of Gonzaga's team last year, Ayayi and Kispert were pulled out of nowhere and developed into a literal but NBA players. was a Euro guy recruited by Tommy Lloyd. I'm sure Mark Few can still recruit European guys, or 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 he can find a Joel State stateside. I mean, I'm I'm sure of that. And then you, you have the two guys that break through. You sprinkle in two great recruits and a transfer, and boom, you have the best team in the country until the last game of the season. True enough. Uh, we didn't talk Michigan. I mean, they just. They they could not finish I have save no their lives. takes
0: on Michigan. I didn't watch the second of that
1: game really. I was on this game more than, than Zach's Arkansas. Wow. Wow. What Michigan a, just could not. What a finish. big East
0: Homer. What a homer.
1: I mean there were two games on. I chose to watch one one over the other for the most part. Oh, but that's a homer move. Well I, without me watching it, none of you guys would know what happened, and that was Michigan literally <laughs> could not finish to save their lives. Dickinson, Houston, all all these guys just could not finish around the rim, exploiting their size. Um, and in Michigan next year, Devontae Jones says he's leaving for the draft. Um, so they'll probably get a transfer. the The, the big question is is Hunter Dickinson coming back? Which I would lean no, but who knows? I, I would lean yes. But.
0: The other question is, if Hunter Dickinson does come back, does Musa Diabate not? Obviously, you would take Dickinson over Diabate, I think. But Yes, definitely. You know, is, is there a chance where getting one loses you the other?
1: That would be weird because getting... Biggs dream about being a center and playing power forward, like a Diabate got do. Like every big is like, you know what? I'm actually a power forward. Actually, Hunter Dickinson said Hunter that. Hunter Dickinson one of the, started that. he, was, yeah, he, he, he said that to, to like Jeff Borzello or something. Adam Finkelstein at the Peach Jam. Yes, that was it. That
0: and was everyone it? like yelled, "Hunter, no, you're wrong."
1: Like, you're seven like even two.
0: Finkelstein. I think Finkelstein was like, no, "No, no, Hunter, you're you're not a you're not a power forward." Hey, Hunter shoots threes now. Definitely not a power forward.
1: Knocks him down. Yeah. But yeah, that's. That's a team that you know, kind of similar to Arkansas. A lot of these guys could come off the back and maybe be nice reclamation projects, like a Terrence Williams.
0: Yeah, and also the uh, they have a good recruiting class. You yeah. know, they have interesting. You know, is Frankie Collins good? I don't know. They're losing Le Brooks. He was their best guard this year. Caleb Houston stunk, so like that's not a
2: loss. Like, is he leaving though? I mean, is he staying? figure you run it back for another year?
1: Do you want him to run it back another year? Yeah, he's a five-star. The, the the five stars that that, that Stink as, as freshman like a Wendell Moore. The or, or like Bryce he Johnson is. on these guys like they're always but good he eventually. He is just awful. I mean even Casey Hill was good eventually.
2: You you got to stick with the Casey stick Hill had to, It took so long to make Casey Hill good though. Yeah, it's fine. Patience. Yeah, I think Michigan regardless needs at least one guard transfer. One or two doesn't matter. Just yeah. Guy who can score and on show.
0: Huh. Well, so. that's that on that region. Um let's go to the Midwest where oh, you my were bad. focused. Do you have a ode to the friars before we get to Kansas and Miami?
1: I mean, it it was a great season. I, I was more pessimistic about this season than any other year, you know. In, in in the preseason, uh, you know, besides Cooley's first year, you know, I I I was very worried when Al Al Durham kept telling everyone he was a point guard. It turns out he actually was a pretty good point guard. I thought Justin Minaya was gonna be blocked. I mean, Jared Bynum was the point guard, no?
2: No, we were
1: at at our best when Al Durham had the ball. On
0: ball in
2: his
3: hands, right, but
2: he he wasn't you know running the show was i he? mean i think you could go either way on that, but I, would
1: anyway, have, I, I mean, he, he he had either the ball way. a lot in his hands, he was great, you know bynum and croswell both stunk last year, and they were great this year. Horkler was awesome, Watson took a step back but you know didn't didn't matter too much uh Reeves never got it going, but at the end of the day. He got hot one day. Great, he, oh he he got hot lots of days, just never consecutive days. Is um, he
2: uh? Is he coming back? No, I said he's definitely gone. It's Manaya? He said he was gone, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Manaya should should come back. But yeah, I, I mean, Providence right
1: now needs needs three transfers to go along with Bynum and Croswell next year. Croswell's actually very good. I. I don't think a lot of people realize that. Uh, I mean, he was—you could make an argument he was our best player in the NSA tournament, e- either him or Durham. I mean, he, he brought it all, all, all three games. Uh, so I'm, I, I'm not worried at all for the future. I mean, we get to sell a Sweet 16, a great regular season. Uh, recruits don't check Kempom. I don't think so. They don't care about that sort of stuff. They don't care about uh, the 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 Kempom luck rating. Uh, so hoping we can cash in with some, with three good transfers, you know, maybe, uh, sh- you know, go, go back to the A-10 where we had a ton of success, you know, with Pipkins and Bynum and Croswell, get, you know, get another transfer from the A-10, maybe get someone from, you know, like a high upside uh, flyer too, and, and a another guard who can score. I think Fravins you know, could be good again next year, so.
0: We shall see. It was certainly a successful year, program building year. You know, changes the narrative. Nice, uh, nice year for the Friars. Who just kind of come up short against Kansas. Kansas blew out Miami after trailing in the first half. At the half, uh, look, like I can't be convinced that Kansas is an elite team.
1: They're not. I mean, Providence played just pretty fine. poorly, and and Kansas was right there with them playing. Playing just as poorly, um, Brown has kind of lost confidence in his jumper. Dewan Harris has turned back into a pumpkin. Uh, Baji's getting shut down. Dewan
0: Harris was really really good defensively against uh, Miami.
1: Yeah, the guys are just playing so far off it's, Oh yeah, it's like it's the like Aaron Thompson 2.0. Um, Martin McCormick was good against Miami, but he, he was not a good versus Bradley. And Rami Martin doing the thing. It's so funny. The first time he subs in, he he gets a wide open three pointer because his 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 defender forgets he's not Dewan Harris. It is so funny. I mean,
0: that well, I I loved how Creighton's whole game plan was like we're gonna play Remy Martin and and
1: uh, and DeJuan Harris the same. It was like literally the opposite. That plan. was not their game plan. The first time Greg McDermott was like, "Ryan, get." up there and he was like, eh, they're gonna hang out with the he free never throw He never did. He never really did. <laughs> you you can't take me out, coach. Whether it was the game plan or not. <laughs> yeah.
2: Ryan Hawkins decided it was the game plan. But anyway, uh finally you know my region, the east, where North Carolina's coming out. I mean the last week of the regular season they almost Blew that game against Syracuse, remember?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, talk, talk about a what if. And then they obviously blow out Duke on Coach K-Knight. Win a bunch of ACC tournament games. Uh, but I'm glad that they found their groove. People forget, I had them ranked sixth in the preseason. Uh, so I, I've been in on this team the whole time. Never wavered. Not, not one time. Um, but, yeah, another team that's really found their five guys. A little little Puff Johnson, a little Dontre Styles, but for the most part, this is their this is their starting lineup. It's, it's built pretty well. You got scoring in the backcourt, two guys who can handle the ball, a glue guy wing, stretch four, and a great big man. So, uh, I I think that they have a legitimate chance to beat Duke. And if you can beat Duke, you can win it all. Yeah, because there's only two games left, so.
0: It would be crazy. I mean, like. I know I have a uh, a title feature from Bovada on uh, North Carolina from before the season that I did not expect to have any value uh, and does. So, I mean, look, they would be, I think, among the worst, like, season-long champions that we've had. But right now, like, they're hard to pick against. Like They're really they're, good. They're hot. I mean, look, like, the the bottom line is this. Like, they have five guys. <laughs> like, Puff Johnson gives them, like, a six-minute interval in the
1: uh, – He had a jumper round. yesterday.
0: He's solid. God, that was yesterday. That yeah. feels so long ago. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, but anyway, Um. you know, like, like they have two really dynamic guards, right? I think that, that that's where it starts. And I think everyone wants to talk about, you know, Baycott or Manic. Like, like, To me, it starts with the fact that they have two guards who can legitimately create their own shot, who can play on a ball screen, who can p- p- create and hit Tough contested, off the bounce threes, like that. That's rare. Like not everyone has that. And I think to have, you know, both of those guys go off in individual games, Manic shooting the piss out of the ball, and then Baycott just thumping people in the middle, getting back taps, getting rebounds. Like they have just a great group, and they're they're very connected right now. You know, look, do they get past UCLA without? Love going berserk, probably not, but you know I think the the fact that he can go like I think sometimes people like read into that too much and they say, oh well, that means it's kind of so good like it's only it's two games left right like the fact that he can go berserk is a good like a good indicator, you know
1: absolutely and then if you're you're the Bruins from u c l a this has gotta feel feel like a pretty serious missed opportunity, especially because I mean, literally everyone can come back, and I don't know if anyone will come back. Right? Like, is Juzang, Haquez, I think Tiger Miles Campbell will
0: come back? He's a redshirt junior.
1: Okay, so so Campbell's back. I think so. Juzang, you say no?
0: Yeah, I, I would lean no. I mean, his stock is no better than it was last year, but. Yeah, good. Uh, Haquez, Hawkes Bernard. Go. Hockey should go. Bernard could COVID year. I don't know. I I would guess no. Um, How about
1: Riley and Johnson? Are they back?
0: I would guess no. You bring in though Adam Bana. You bring in Amari Bailey, and you bring is a in... Peyton Watson back. Oh, that's a great question. He could portal. He could play. You know, he could stay. He could go pro. You also have Dylan Andrews coming in.
2: Will McLenon will awesome be back? Ahead.
1: Mcatee N will be back. Yeah, so. will he be the back? Guys. He'll be back I'm in the sense that he's on a uh... that, that his leg will not be
0: busted. But well, yeah, but I'm not sure you could bring back the guy who spit on an opposing fan.
1: <laughs> no, no one remembers
0: that. That that was so that bad. that was a decade ago.
1: And then it definitely helps that he like didn't play the whole season too. It's so like it, it it was just like some. Uh, some ob- obscure figure spit on a fan,
2: wasn't it? Matt spit on a fan. <laughs> no, but I mean, I I think if Peyton Watson were in the portal,
1: despite his shooting and scoring issues, I think he would got to be the number one guy in the portal. Yes. He is so athletic and such a difference-maker defense. I mean, to have a wing defender like that, I mean, that would be...
0: I a mean I luxury and insult. I I don't know that I would say he's like the best transfer, like like if you get him or Terrence Shannon, him or K J Williams, him or you know those guys, I'm not sure, but
2: you know, certainly would be a
1: top tier guy, without question.
2: Where's uh, Terrence
1: Shannon going? Is he gonna Illinois or Kentucky? I was thinking Illinois.
0: But I don't know. I don't have a scoop on that one for you.
1: I saw his... The guy Tim Anderson who recruited him to DePaul where he was a former that DePaul is commit. Is now at Illinois.
0: That is correct. Tim Anderson also has a uh, good relationship with Sky Clark.
2: who might be so, the uh, point guard
0: next year. If, if Tim Anderson pulls off Terrence Shannon and Sky Clark, then Tim Anderson should get a raise.
1: Put that how, how about this lineup for next year? You Sky Clark... Probably Terrence Shannon, R.J. Melendez, Coleman Hawkins, and Omar Payne. I'm an I, I, I think I want a center. Well, you have, you have four options here. You have Omar Payne, you have Dane Dania, you have I Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk.
0: I, 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 I'd imagine two of those guys will be back. Yeah, I think probably Verdonk and Lieb are gone. Verdonk heads back to Europe and Lieb heads to uh, the Missouri Valley. Northern Illinois or something, yeah. Yeah, Missouri Valley. I, scream. Brandon Lieb screams like Bradley. You know, he <laughs> screams like Ryan Peden's first uh, name brand. Get at Illinois State.
2: Could see that, and then I mean, could go small too with Hawkins at the five, Grandison at the four. Get so. him
0: in with the Illinois Wolves. I don't like Colin Hawkins at the five, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, Grandison would have to come back, but you could also just play Luke Goody. He's tough. I like Luke Goody. I hated him in high school. He's good now.
1: Okay, so we also have in that region Purdue and St. Peters. You were there on, on on the ground to to witness that historic choke job. Yeah.
0: Like, and it's funny you say choke job because I was the the point I was gonna make was this: like, does it matter who you lost to? Like, in reality, no. Was St. Peters really really good in the tournament? Yes. Does that mean it doesn't sting more as a fan if you lose to St. Peters? No, of course it does. not Like. like if you're a Purdue fan, you're never not going to get over the fact that you could have, like, played a team that you already handled earlier in the season for a spot in the Final Four if you had just beaten St. Peter's. You know, you're never going to get over that. You know, like, like whether you know, even if it was like Murray State or like Miami, like, like like a seven ten team, right? Oh you know, yeah, whatever. You know, we got picked off, like, tough year, missed opportunity, Jaden Ivy, yada yada. Like, if you miss this opportunity. To Saint Peter, you're never gonna you're never to lose them. You know, with probably the best NBA prospect Purdue will have in the next two decades. With you know, Williams is a senior. I mean, it's an interesting year ahead for Purdue. Big offseason. season.
1: Yeah, so today we learned that Isaiah Thompson is hitting the portal.
0: Interesting, learns, given his brothers on
2: staff. I think he probably wants the ball in his hands more. Doesn't want to be, doesn't want to be playing as the big. Got to go down to the Missouri Valley. I
1: mean, we we gotta see who who uh, who needs a shooter and who needs a yeah. A, but uh, if, you're,
0: if your goal was to play more, be more than a glue guy, you need to not be a Big Ten player. Like he's not. That's fair. He's not a high major guy.
1: Murray State really has some openings, board. I think.
0: Yeah, Murray State. Does, does he want to live in Murray, Kentucky?
1: U.S. City people always <laughs> disparaging all these nice college towns.
0: I, I don't think Murray, Kentucky is a nice college town, but I, I'm I, sure I, Steve Prom loves it. So good for Steve.
1: But then you also lose Sasha Stefanovic, who told Rostin yeah. he's going pro, which honestly, well, Rostein, stunned
0: me. well, well Rostin was was on his on his grind today, uh, which
1: I I appreciate. Now 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 people were saying, John, we we knew about the Ed Croswell stuff all along, which is true. Uh, but John, John. I saw a, a VCU fan say, John, we we knew about this Keyshawn Curry stuff all along. I didn't know about it so I I'm I'm glad that John is is spreading these kind of Well
0: jo- John was around. John was texting every single uh senior whose number he had Hope you're well just checking in to see if there's any updates on your plans for next season know that you have an additional year of eligibility thanks as always for your correspondence John Rothstein, CBS Sports <laughs> <laughs> What a classic I love Frosty.
1: But yeah, so I, I mean, you're you're losing. Now, I I know Hunter kind of took over for Thompson
2: late in the year, but that's essentially four starters you're losing. So, mm.
1: and and Purdue's not a team that's known for just picking a guy out of the portal and plugging him in and him having a ton of success. You know, kind, kind of like proper. Virginia, kind of like Villanova. Those are teams where guys have to kind of settle in, at, you, know, you know, kind of develop and learn the system after a couple of years.
2: Yes. No, I mean, I like Brandon Newman. You got to bring back Edie, obviously. But interesting times ahead. So final four, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Villanova. Gun to your
0: head, Brad, who, who are the picks?
2: And why. I, th- I think Villanova beats Kansas. I think Duke beats UNC, and I think Duke beats Villanova. Duke over Villanova. I-, I I can't pick Villanova. I just can't. I I might
0: bet on Villanova to cover, but I I just don't think they can run out right.
2: I mean, can- Kansas has
1: not been good. Villanova has the length on the wing to put on Egboji Ag- with-, with Slater. They have enough size that's going to force Kansas
2: to to go big, right, with with Dixon. Samuels has been playing incredibly well. And Remy Martin's going to have to guard Colin Gillespie.
1: And even if Harris does, Gillespie can take him down the the post.
2: I feel great about the matchup for, for Nope. I do think it's a good matchup. I think if they played,
0: you know, like I, I think if they played Houston again without Justin Moore, it'd be
2: more trouble. You know, I they played that. Arizona without Justin Moore. Should have been Villanova, province So close. If Villanova had played uh if, if Providence had
0: played in the Final Four and drew a Big East team without its best scorer,
2: people the luck it. jokes would have lost them. Lost it. It was ridiculous. People would have lost their minds. So I think that's it on the basketball, right? Are, are we moving to the carousel, to the portal? Let's hit the carousel,
0: then the portal.
1: I have, I have one carousel take to uh, start, start us off. Go ahead, sir. I think it's hilarious, right, how LSU appoints Kevin Nickelberry, the interim coach, and all I hear is, this guy stinks, he stunk at Howard. He, he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's horrible. Then I hear okay, Georgetown's going to hire him. It's like, oh, he can bring three high-major starters with him. Like it, it's just so crazy. You could just hire a guy that you know he's, he's all the previous week he just gets maligned as being this horrible coach, and all of a sudden he's going to bring three starters over to save Georgetown, probably. I mean, if 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 Adam if, Zagoria tweeted about it, I think it's pretty safe to say that Brandon Newman, Alex Fudge, and Fton Brandon Reed and,
0: Brandon Murray. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Brandon Murray, Alex Fudge, and Justin Reed. If Fudge if, are if go to he Georgetown. pulls
0: those three guys, it's like a huge. You know.
2: That's like one of the one of the best moves in the whole carousel, in hiring the assistant coach that nobody likes. It's
0: yeah. Now, if he pulls that off and like compliments like a Mini Muhammad and like. A point guard. That's like an NIT team and like a job saver. I mean that's a yeah. That's like a Mo- that's like a Mobley level higher.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a five star big, a legit the question. Of course, is like, starting two
0: when you're not actually best- when you're not actually related to these players, does the uh does, does once the uh portal opens and everyone starts calling today reneg?
2: That's but, a fair uh, point.
0: It will be uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, it would be great if they pull it off. Uh, you'll appreciate this, Brad. You probably thought of this already, but uh, I have I have to mention this to you. This is all just a uh, player to be named later situation in the Josh LeBlanc
1: trade. Huh? That was that was a lose-lose transfer. Oh yeah. Th- that that might be like one of the biggest lose-lose transfers. This week, I'll I'll uh, go through my notes. <laughs> I'm almost done with, with my depth charts, actually. I have 35 left to go. Last year, I didn't finish till July 5th. This year, I'm on it. Uh, but I'll go through and, and find the win-win transfers and, and, and the lose-lose transfers. Uh, but yeah, the Josh, Josh LeBlanc transfer was a big lose-lose for, for both.
2: Uh,
1: and then supposedly, uh, Kevin Nickleberry might be able to deliver Marvell Allen to Georgetown. He 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 was the lead recruiter on Allen to LSU. It was now open, so
2: Georgetown could have a whole new roster in just a few weeks. LSU North. Yep.
0: Um. Yes, yeah, on other carousel notes. Uh, this is a big week, kind of for the mid majors. Um, Frank Martin goes to UMass. What was like a wild couple days of search.
1: It's supposed to be Mark Schmidt, but then was that guy a parody? Or was he actually a journalist? I don't know. He was a journalist. I do think
0: Mark Schmidt was involved. I just think it took too long, and eventually they said, we can get Frank Martin, we should take Frank Martin. Which, I see a lot of people, like, lauding the hire. Oh my gosh, what an amazing hire. It's Frank Martin. I'm very, uh, very indifferent about this move it's fine i'm very indifferent about it Be like, oh he made a final four yeah and then he went six consecutive years without making an play tournament he,
1: he is the king of you know people kind of i don't even think they made an IT yeah yeah people rag on providence for the slow start and then the furious finish south carolina does it to the extent that they can never even get back into the NIT picture it's like, they, oh yeah, we win nine to nine in the SEC. How about we have some respect? It's like, oh, you lost two bye games and don't have a top fifty win, but like, nice try, Frank. They
0: they they did not play in the NCAA tournament or an in NIT in six con or excuse me, five consecutive seasons after the NCAA bid, which is their and, only NCAA bid, by the way, in ten and- years under Frank.
1: They they had a really weird roster. I mean, I was I was trying to make a depth chart earlier. It was like almost impossible to try to discern who was in the rotation, who was the oh. starter for most of the year, or not. But I think a lot of these guys are going to be interesting portal pieces. In
0: well, Wilden's Levick could be a good uh, UMass follow. Yeah,
1: he's from Brockton, Mass, which is not that close to UMass, but um, it's in the it's state. In, it's, it's, it's in the same state. Yes, um, Jermaine. Cousinard is in the he portal. Eric Stevenson, major, you would think. round Perry four. Eric
0: Stevenson, who Frank Martin once called like one of the best shooters ever or something.
1: Hey, one of Remember these days, I'll get out. Yeah, so... Uh, no, I mean, take I, on I, I, in the portal. He was in a rotation. I,
0: I don't have an issue with Frank. I just, like... I, I don't know that... You know, I, I don't know that what he accomplished... With South this Baylor moves the
2: needle.
0: Me, makes me feel like it moves the needle. I also... Kind of worry about like the energy and the work ethic. I know he's like active right now on Twitter, and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Frank's Frank's got the juice again." But you know, we'll see.
1: It's nothing. The question, the the question is, can
0: he can
2: he strike it hot, quick, and get back to the high major quick? That I think has to be the goal for for him him to. To a bounce in a few years, to a high major after. Right,
0: I think you try to flip it in two to three and get one more high major job.
2: Could see that. I I've not done my
1: UMass depth chart yet, so I still have just my preseason stuff in here. I know I know the draft Twitter people really liked Javon Garcia. I'm not sure how it's. It hasn't character. really panned
0: out.
1: It hasn't panned out.
0: But he might, be a, he might be a good like a uh, buy, uh, buy low guy either in the portal or for Frank you know I could see that I could see him fitting in well with Frank slashing combo guard.
1: He can go get the uh, Mitchell twins they're they're open for business.
0: Yeah, I like two bigs who want to play at the same time even though they're both centers.
1: That was, that was probably a good move for 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 Archie to tell him like. Yeah. Eh.
0: Narcy got Parker Stewart, I believe I saw that.
1: I did not see that.
0: Is that... Was that is that out there? I don't know.
1: That was that was my guess. I assumed Finissy and Stewart were off to URI, but
0: I mean I don't think Finasey is, but I feel like there was like a thing today. I saw I, I got like a text about it. I just assumed it was like real. Maybe it's fake.
2: I think he jumped the gun. Oh well. Well Parker. he's in the
0: portal, so we'll see if he follows.
1: Um, no, he said today, I'm weighing the option of taking my final year of eligibility. At this time, I'm not certain it is in the best interest of both my own and family's mental health for me to pursue professional options, most likely being overseas.
0: Fair enough. Um, what else happened in the carousel? Steve Prom, Murray State. I feel like this has been like generally lauded. You know, I don't know if I'm allowed to comment because I'm a uh, I'm a field of 68 contract guy so uh I'm
1: i mean a, it's, I'm, I'm a uh it's got to be an, an objectively good hire i mean right
0: well the the argument against it i'll at least present it i i disagree with it because i think he went like 104 and 29 but the argument against it is that literally everyone wins at murray state he flamed out fantastically uh, and didn't go to the N.C.A.A. tournament except for his first year when he inherited Isaiah Canaan and Dante Poole and you know guys like that. And then you know the next couple of years, yes, he had Cameron Payne and won 29 games, but you know and T.J. Sapp, Jarvis Williams, man, those were some blasts from the past. But they uh they never they didn't make an N.C.A.A. tournament. But again, I mean, they lost by one. Point to Belmont, 88-87 in a crazy game. You know that Evan Brads I think hit a buzzer beater or something. And you know the, the 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 year before that they you know lost by three in the OVC tournament and then won a postseason like a CBI or CIT type of thing. He won 20 games every year. I mean he's you know I, I understand why people like, say oh you know everyone's at Murray State why is it you why is this moving? And you know I just think it's like you know, if you're – I guess the way I would frame it is this. If the options at Murray State were him or, like, the
2: assistants under Matt McMahon, you hired Steve Pro. Right. I mean, wouldn't you say – I mean, he's got to be do,
1: doing a quick kind of roll through in my head. I mean, besides Ben Jacobson, you'd probably say he's the best coach, right, in the league? In the Valley? Yeah.
0: Is he better than
2: – Darren DeVries? Alexander? No, he's not better than Darren DeVries probably better than casey alexander yeah yeah so he's at, at worst the third best coach in the league yeah.
0: yeah that'll play um what else happened in the carousel talvin hester to louisiana tech was an assistant there then left to go beyond uh mark adams just have texas tech with a two-week stop at colorado state in between uh has, gives them the best chance of keeping Kenny Lofton, so worth a shot. There were some uh, some guys with Brad's beloved head coaching experience who did not get this job, um, which is a little bit dis uh you know disappointing. But like
1: whom we're rooting
0: for Talvin. Um, I don't know if I'm at liberty to say.
1: Oh, ladi da
0: Okay, fine. I'll just do whatever. You,
1: uh, give us one name, sure, for the people.
0: Uh.
2: There were uh, some significant discussions regarding Austin Clunch. But he has to stay in the Southland, I guess, for, 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 for at least another round.
1: Unless he can get Chattanooga. I thought I saw somebody say Kwanzo Martin for
0: Chattanooga. Someone told me that, too, and I don't think it's true, but I'm not 100% sure it's not, so...
1: I can't believe Florida golf did Pat Chambers over, you know, feel like that would be a great job for like the high major coach kind of coming off a bad experience, like a Kwanzaa, like a Frank Martin. Well, Pat Uh, Chambers is that. Well, well, he was, did not have nearly as much juice as those guys. He was a punchline for never making the tournament. Although he did build a few good teams down the stretch. Um, He was not as bad as people thought he was. According to the Ken Palm stuff, yeah. But, um, sure. And then he was un- unceremoniously booted for... Was it racist comments or was it physical?
0: It was racist, yeah. Racist, so... Well, speaking of unceremoniously booted, this is related to the carousel, but Dwayne Killings, that's the uh, report of the day, uh, reportedly on... or confirmed by Albany actually, is on leave as they investigate is what Goodman reported Jeff Goodman reported a player being hit by Mr. Killings. I have also heard the same things as Jeff has heard. Um sad situation, obviously, because it's a guy who's worked a long time to get a head coaching opportunity and like it's one I, I don't think that DK is a bad guy. You know, I don't think he's Greg Marshall, but you know. I, I said this on the phone to a uh, to a friend in the industry earlier today as a coach there's one thing you can't do and that's hit a player and if you're a white guy there's a second thing and that's say the n-word
2: you don't do those two things you're probably okay and if he hit the player he is probably out of here yeah. i mean
1: mike rice right he he was throwing basketballs at, at players and he's he's never really recovered i mean coaches aau right but
0: Um, but yes. What else happened in the carousel? Uh,
1: so we have, so we have, um, Rob Lanier's off to SMU. Rob Lanier to SMU. That was was, the biggest
0: shrug hire ever. Yeah.
1: It it was way out of left field. Does uh, this pave the way for Jonas Hayes to
2: Georgia State? Um, I know that was floated. I haven't done a lot of digging on the, uh. Georgia State search.
1: I mean, everyone was 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 very prompt with their coaching carousel. You know, people wanted their coach quickly to get get the portal moving. But
3: um, there
0: was also a uh, discussion of Jarvis Hayes, who's an assistant at Georgia State right now, and it's from Atlanta.
1: So he was an NBA player, right?
0: That is correct. Twelve years in the league with Washington. Yeah. Yeah, and then hopped on. So.
1: And the he, he's an assistant with who, you said?
0: Georgia State, right Georgia now. State. So. No, Rob Lanier is a fine hire. Rick Barnes tree wins. Probably should just State kept Jankovic
1: and, and, at that point.
2: Yeah,
0: well, his
1: contract was up.
2: Fair.
0: Would he have been my first choice? No. Would he have been my last choice? Also, no. Just feels very, yeah, uh, very blah. Um... What other moves have been made in the last
1: couple days? So George George Washington is the last one that's still open, right? And LaSalle. Chattanooga. How how does LaSalle not just hire Matt Langle if it's true that he actually wants it?
0: I don't know. All I know is that uh, there's all sorts of discussions of, like, you know, LaSalle could hire Fran Dunphy. LaSalle could hire Phil Martelli. LaSalle could hire... uh, John
1: Gallagher. I I saw the Gallagher one. That one doesn't make any sense. You could have I think Matt people just like
0: wanna People just want to like give Gall a job because like he's getting a raw deal. You know, it's like oh gal's getting screwed. Let's let's give send
1: him, him, him to Colgate after Matt Langle takes the uh, no. out. I mean what what he's done at Colgate's been crazy.
2: I agree that Langle should get a job.
1: Like every year he's got them in the mix and, they, and they're playing that first round game tough in the tournament. Uh,
2: and then St. Peter's is going to take a, a the scene hall assistant. Is that so? Uh,
1: thinking.
0: I do not think that's the. Uh, I I would not be stunned if Grant Filmer gets the job, but I also would lean right now towards it being Ryan Whalen,
2: the top assistant at St. Peter's. so. I think I saw, that uh, – what happened? Oh, I I saw Kevin Willard hired
1: um, da- David Cox from URI, who yes. was a very good assistant,
0: when if, he was assistant. If if Kevin Willard gets Grant Billmere, David Cox, and Tony Skin, that's a bang-up staff. That's a heck of a staff.
2: Absolutely. Heck of a staff. Um, and then I was going to say – what else? Oh, and
1: then if, if we wanted to move on to the portal. I, yeah, that's the I, portal. So I think we have five guys that have popped already. Uh, today we got Victor Bailey to George Mason, which I. He was I, in the
0: portal like eight hours.
1: I really yeah, like a nice this. cup move. of coffee. Um, right? You'll have the Tennessee guys, Bailey and Gaines. Devin Cooper's coming back. Vaughn. Oh, I Oduro is testing the waters of the NBA, but he'll probably be back. You have Justin Fernandez, a top 100 recruit, who, who, who could be, like, your sixth man. And you need he, he, to get a uh, starting point guard in the portal, and I think you have a top tier A-10 team.
0: Well, you might have thought they had a chance to do that this year with Oduro, Schwartz, Cooper, and Ticket. I and. Not. uh they were not very good. For
1: I didn't Xavier even have him in my top low. 100. Yes, but what what,
0: what what is the like measurable difference between
2: Deshaun Schwartz plus Xavier Johnson and uh, Victor Bailey and Justin Fernandez? Well,
0: hopefully
1: they get better point guard play from their training.
2: Well, right, 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 right. And everyone... Yeah. Right, they, be if
0: they get a good transfer point guard, which you would think they will, They'd because playing time Kim is offer. A, Kim is a great yeah. recruiter. NBA and player. you have Justin Fernandez and you have you know Victor Bailey, who I think will score. Right? Like I, I think when you can get a guy who can create his own shot at the high major level, at the mid major, that's a heck
1: of a heck of a sitch, you know. And and, and Bailey was boxed out of the rotation. He averaged I think like two points a game or something in SEC play. Um that w- that was a deep Tennessee team and now he's
0: but he averaged here. ten last
1: year on a good yeah, team. Yeah, yeah he'll average like fourteen, fifteen points a game I think here.
0: Victor Bailey's career numbers. He averaged eleven points on forty forty one percent shooting last year. He averaged seven points a game for two years at Oregon. He'll be a six year guy. Yeah, it works well.
1: And then LSU hits with Kendall Coleman uh, from Northwestern State, He's a big big rebounder, uh, average double double this year. I think it was a freshman. Um, can't really talk about how he fits with this LSU team because I don't know who's on the you know, who's on this LSU team. Um, you
0: got to try to get Juice Hill. You got to try to get KJ. You yeah, try to pull a couple of these guys out the portal. Although again, as Andrew Slater said, the faucet has uh, shut off. Um
1: you, you'll probably I, I thought
0: uh, they did a good job with uh hiring Cody Topper. Memphis. Good hire. Mem,
1: Mem, Memphis is screwed.
0: Why are they screwed?
1: Cuz they have what four level 1 violations.
0: Yeah, everyone is level 1s these days.
2: Well, they'll get probably at least one postseason ban, right?
0: Yeah, maybe. One day, twenty twenty six or something. <laughs> we'll be dead. You're not bed. wrong.
1: Yeah, we'll be in our uh, nuclear apocalypse bunkers.
0: Yeah, And you'll still be hopping on a Zoom call uh, once a week.
1: You, you figure that
0: college basketball.
1: Figure LSU probably has Adam Miller coming off the injury. Probably has Eric Gaines. They ha- ha- haven't hit the portal yet, but I don't say who. Who knows who's going to be on this LSU team? Um, then we have Missouri, and I guess I, I, I pose this question for Kendall Coleman to here too, but Missouri grabbed De- DeAndre Golston from UW-Milwaukee. Do you like these moves, or is this a, a, a case of t- too early and, the, and these coaches should have played the field a little bit more?
2: So, I like Kendall Coleman. I can't say I've ever watched Kendall Coleman, but
0: <laughs> sources who have watched Kendall Coleman play, they endorse Kendall Coleman. They say you know he he, he got was, a lot
1: of immediate high major interest too. He was
0: well, he was uh, recruited throughout the season. Let's put it that way. You know he put up uh you know the in his first two years as a collegian, you know he put up 15 points on TCU. He put up. You know, this year he put up 19 and 6 on Oklahoma on 9 of 12 shooting, 22 points on 10 of 15 shooting against Tulsa, 20 on 10 of 15 and 7 rebounds against SMU, um, 11 points on 5 of 9 against Houston, 16 points and 13 rebounds against LSU, uh, 12 points and 11 rebounds against AM, 12 points against. Baylor, like you know, he he was productive and not completely inefficient against the high major yeah, gap, high, high major teams. You know, he played six tier one games for Ken Palm, and he had a 21% rebounding rate, It's okay. He shot 60% for the field. You know, I'd like to see him get to the free throw line, but I think it's worth the role that dice in. Again, like you said, I mean, the the spots are kind of unclear. Uh, with regard to Golston. I don't like Golston. I don't think he's very good. You know, if Missouri had the choice of keeping, you know, I don't know if these guys could potentially come back. Still, I know they've hit the portal. But you know, if if your choice was keep like Trayvon Brazil or get Golston, you obviously would say Brazil or you know Javon Pickett get, get, get get him out of the portal, whatever. Um, they have so many spots where you kind of just say, okay, well, you took a you know, Take a one-year mid-major guy who could probably play 20 minutes a game if you need him to and uh, move on. I guess that makes sense. Like If you're feeling eight and you, you just kind of grab a couple, you take the Juco kid, Diara, you take this kid that are your know, short-term commitments you hope that they can play. I don't hate it, but it doesn't necessarily inspire confidence that they are trending towards a uh, one-year Iowa State-type turnaround. But, hey, I mean – I didn't think that uh Iowa State with Robert Jones and all the as Kuntz was
1: really uh on its way to a one year turnaround. So So I, I have Missouri right now with three spots left. Um I, we can obviously see more portal yeah. portal stuff going on, but with the three spots I would say you need the three best players available, regardless of position. Because right now if it's going to be John oh, I mean, Coleman, need
2: yeah, they just need talent.
1: DeJuan Gordon, DeAndre Gulston, Kobe Brown, and Muhammad Diara, uh, I would not feel good about that if I was Missouri. Get talent, 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 talent. Sell, sell hope. If you're Dennis Gates, it's very very easy to sell hope uh, when when you're in year one. And then lastly, for actual commits, um, we have Sam Greasel to Nebraska. Said it was a dream to play for Nebraska. Uh, you gotta you got take the kid if he if he's dreamed to play for Nebraska. He's a
0: good take. He's a good player. I like him.
1: I guess the question here for Nebraska, they obviously need a point guard. Um, they If Trey McGowan's is back, they might just need a point guard and another wing and then go from there,
2: but if uh, he's gone, he might need a whole new printer. Yes. They need to Yeah, I got talent, talent, talent for Mr. Hoiberg. Yeah. You ain't lying.
1: And i kind of reading the tea leaves. It seems like Jalen Llewellyn to Alabama should be pretty soon.
2: Uh, and it seems like Justin Ganey to Florida State. But those have yet to pop. We shall see. Anything else you want to hit on this podcast, Brad? Um uh, no. Well, kinda kinda too early for portal talk, but
0: Yes. Yeah. It it it, it all feels very incomplete. You know. I, I, I will say I'm making my um my my way too early top twenty five right now.
1: How- and What's what's your criteria first? Is it all seniors are leaving until, until all otherwise? All seniors
0: are gone unless they say otherwise. Yeah. And usually I do top 60 on the big board, but this year I decided to do top 30. Cool. Because there were only a few you – know, there, there, there were, A, a few exceptions I wanted to carve out, and I was like, I'm not doing that. And, B, there were a lot of teams that, like, you couldn't project if you didn't.
2: You know, it was – Right. It was impossible to sit there and be like, oh, you know – because it's like like
0: like if like, like 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 so here are like the 30 teams that I have on my consideration board right now. Houston, Memphis, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, TCU, Baylor, Texas, Texas Tech, Villanova, Creighton, UConn, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Arizona, UCLA, USC, Oregon, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, AM, Auburn, Gonzaga, Dayton, Colorado State. So if if you do top sixty instead of top thirty, you
2: eliminate Oscar Shibwe, uh, David Roddy, Julian Strother. Um, you eliminate who else did I have on that? Is it Justin Lewis?
1: In, Christian in the top Brown. 30?
0: Justin Lewis was outside of the top 30, so he's there in consideration because of that. Um, outside the top 30, you know, 30 to 60, who else was in the 30 to 60? I have that mock draft right here. My my trusty friend, Jeremy Wu, uh, who's mock well, draft. Wait, so you have, like, uh,
2: Julian Champagny coming back? Uh, Yes, but I wouldn't rank him either way. Like like, like like let's go through some of these names. Like like
0: Alabama, for instance, like runs out of players. Because you have JD Davison, Jaden Shackleford, and Keon Ellis, and uh not Javon Quinelli, like all all those guys. So, so thirty to sixty, like here here's some of the names you have to you have to keep in order to make this like a, a productive exercise. Like uh yeah, Coloco, okay, whatever. You know, he probably leaves. David Roddy need him there. Justin Lewis, yeah, that helps. Jabari Walker, Colorado, that helps. Uh, Julian Strawther, that helps. Oh, Julian Simpson's top fi- top fifty. Caleb Houston, that doesn't really matter to me. Say that with Kennedy Chandler, Christian Brown though helps a little bit. Shibwe clears things up a little bit. Um, Zach Eadie clears things up a lot. Um, you know, guys like that, like that's. That's where there's value. It was hard. I, I was considering ranking Xavier and presenting that
2: uh, Travis, that that Sean Miller was going to do a reverse, uh, a reverse Tommy Lloyd. If uh, they get a point guard,
0: right, that was what it was.
2: Who could score? I think
1: go for it. But. That
0: was what it was. It was one piece away. Yeah.
1: And then we, we got to see that portal because some teams are going to look. Well, well, so t- some teams are going to look a lot better. I think we got to take a step back and document. We're not allowed these to. Paths.
0: We're not allowed to juice the point guards in the portal. Yeah.
1: Apparently
0: so.
2: Definitely not. But. all
0: right. Well, that's podcast. We will see you all, or I will see you all in uh, New Orleans. It's gonna be great. Excited about it. Folks, please uh, enjoy the final weekend of the college basketball season. It's always been sweet. Uh, I am very, 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 very grateful to all of you who have helped make this season a reality for me. I'm
2: excited to head to the Big Easy. So,
3: see you all next week.